and welcome to Pop Culture Posicast. This is the show where we'll find all the good stuff in items of pop culture. Movies, music, comics, TV shows, you name it. We're going to find the fun stuff in it. I'm Pepe Pat. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jazz Jared. <laughs> I love the way you say that. Hello, Pat, and I am happy to be here. Before we tackle today's topic, I actually want to do two things. I know the script only says one, so don't freak out on me, Pat. Two uh, things. Why, why not? I'm Pepe. <laughs> I'm not freaking Pat. I'm Pepe Pat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get our topics uh, a lot of the times suggested to us from folks on Twitter. And I just want to give a shout out. I kind of wish we'd done this more in past episodes, but a shout out to our friend and Crusaders Club member, Max Traver, suggested this one over on Twitter. So, uh, Max, thank you for the suggestion as we talk about, spoiler alert, Cobots today. Pretend you didn't hear that, though. We're going to build to that. Also, I'd like to do a quick reminder to our audience what our mission is with this podcast. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tackle a controversial, maybe a generally disliked item of pop culture. We're going to give you our honest overall feelings about it. And most importantly, we're here to shine a light of the positive aspects of whatever the topic is today. I already spoiled it. We're going to talk about GoBots. We're going to talk about... What was cool about GoBots? Because it's easy to dump on GoBots. We're going to talk about what was cool about them. But here's what we're not going to do. We are not going to try to convince you to like something that you don't like. You can listen. You can disagree with us. And that's perfectly okay. We're not going to encourage fandom battles. We do not want you in our comment sections on our social medias getting into fan fights over whether or not GoBots suck. Please be mature about it. If people like it, let them like it. If they don't, eh, let them don't. We're also not here to tell anyone you're wrong just because we like something or we find a positive aspect in it that you don't see. That doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means we have a different. All right. That's right. Like I said in the opener, we're 100% about finding the good in everything. And as an added bonus, every episode will end with a segment called Positively Practical. Jazz Jared has been in the communications and leadership training business for over 20 years. So he's going to give you some practical advice that you can incorporate into your everyday life at the end of every episode. That's right. We're going to enhance your life skills while we talk about fun pop culture stuff. So let's get started. It just occurred to me that our show is kind of like an old G.I. Joe cartoon with a public service. But I'll get to that later. But on this episode of Pop Culture Podcast, we're going to be finding the good in, as I mentioned already. GoBots, the toys. They appear to be mighty robots, but you change them into mighty vehicles. GoBots and Super GoBots, each sold separately. GoBots, 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 mighty robots, mighty vehicles. GoBots and Super GoBots. Destroyer, Sight Kill, and Leader One. Each sold separately from Tonka. All right. The first step in every podcast is to give you our honest thoughts. We will always start by being upfront with you on how we feel about our topic. It's important to remember that even if we're not super keen on something, that doesn't mean we can't find the good in it. So let's get going with our segment called Honest Talk. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! How do you feel about the GoBots, the toys, Jared, overall? Overall, I'm down with GoBots. You know, I had a couple Mm -hmm. of them as a kid. 
I will say that I totally get why they are something of a punchline of a toy when compared with Transformers, which I think sure. we're going to see a bit of tonight. But overall, I think they're kind of cool. And like, you know me, I'm a big yard sailor, right? If I rolled up on the yard sale and there was a box full of GoBots there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm leaving with that box of GoBots. And I'm leaving excited. They are uh-huh. cool. In my eyes, they are a cool toy. What about you? I definitely agree with you on that, too. GoBots were something for me as a kid that I did enjoy. And I think as an adult with kids and a parent, I'm probably spilling more right now on some stuff we'll get to later, but I can understand it. These were at a sweet price point mm-hmm. for a parent to provide to a kid who wanted, uh, you know, I can't get me the Transformer. And that's what everybody says. I couldn't get the Transformer. I couldn't afford it, but I could afford this GoBot action figure. So as an adult parent now, I can definitely see why, the, <laughs> you know, the parents would believe that. So definitely, definitely have some really good fond memories of having some and the cartoon as well, too. Interesting, because I've never seen an episode of the cartoon, but <laughs> really, <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, you know, when I was doing some research for this show, I got some tastes of it. Some, you know, saw but, some picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a little bit of a vibe for it. But anyway. Now that you guys know how we generally feel about GoBots, it's time to find out what the internet has to say in a segment called The Pit of Despair. Where am I? The Pit of Despair. Don't even think Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick. During the Pit of Despair, I get the unenviable task of finding the more common negative opinions on today's topic of GoBots, and I find them on social media sources, so that Peppy Pat and I might address them. So put on your helmet, Pat, because we're going to take a dive into those internets. And who's going to lead us on that dive? Well, our friend of the network, Delvin the Dark Web Williams, will be reading the Pit of Despair. And you know what? Interesting, interesting view this time. It's not as despairing as usual. I've discovered mm-hmm. that people don't tend to take to the internet just to hate GoBots, but they do tend to take the internet to talk about how Transformers are better than GoBots. Sure. So that's where a lot of these comments are going to take us. And let's just find out if we feel like they're valid or not. Let's do it. Del- let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, Delvin, take it away. What's up, everybody? It's Dark Web. Welcome to the Pit of Despair. Don't look at me. You still suck. Let's get to the comments. All right. First comment up. It says, as a kid growing up in the 80s, I can say that the cartoon hurt the GoBots. It felt outdated when comparing it to the Transformers. All right, Pat. What do you think? Do you think the cartoon just doesn't stand up well, GoBots versus Transformers? There's some reasoning there. Yeah, the cartoon was more kid-based, more focused on childlike things going on, where the Transformers, you had more of a deeper storytelling going on there. But I don't want to say it it hurt it. I just think Transformers was more of a cooler thing, Mm. I think. Well, again, I didn't watch a lot of the cartoon. I got a very tangential feel for it doing the research for this. But I can say just by glancing at it, it does look a little cheaper than the Transformers cartoon. And then mm-hmm. your, you, your point of view, what I'm getting from you is, you know, Transformers was probably being watched by 10, 11, 12. And what I'm hearing from you is GoBots might have been more six, yeah, seven, eight. Younger agers, yeah. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. So but, again, I'm not an authority on it because I didn't yeah. watch it, but just at a glance, it looked a little cheaper. Hanna Barbera did the GoBots cartoon. Correct. And Transformers just looked a little sharper. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. But I still enjoyed watching the cartoon, you know, a child of the 80s, just the riches of cartoons that we had at that time. Ah, oh, it's an embarrassment of riches. It truly was. And I'd watch Challenge of the GoBots. It was fu- always fun to watch something that was yeah. on. All right. Next comment. Let's go back to Delvin. Next up, a lot of things hurt GoBots. Looking back, I cannot help but think that one of the things that was the GoBots artwork was too honest. Transformers box art was willing to take a bit more liberties with the realities of the toy design, while the cartoon series were willing to go even farther. Consider Megatron. His original toy robot form was terrible. It was what you would imagine a terrible knockoff to look like. That's true. The box art made him look decent, and the cartoon cleaned up the design even more. Now consider any GoBot. The toys were comparable to the cheap line Transformers and sometimes better, but GoBot box art was just a simplified drawing of the toy, and the cartoon was as well. It didn't help that Hanna-Barbera created the cartoon, as their low-budget approach to animation only guaranteed that the characters looked like lifeless, stiff toys. All right, Pat. So what we have here, what we've just heard, is this person basically says, box art matters. And Mm -hmm. the way you present, we kind of touched on that in our last comment, the way you present yourself in the cartoon matters. So do you agree? Do you think that those design choices kind of put GoBots to the side? It's tough to say because... I continue to look at it as GoBots were maybe for the beginner, the novice Mm -hmm. transforming Mm -hmm. person, where the Transformers were a little more hard to change around. So you'd have your, you know, your next level transformation toy that you could use. So they're right that the box art was the picture of them in the vehicle mode. And I think as them standing up in their GoBot form, and there wasn't really much in a GoBot form, it was just, you know, the legs come out and that's me transforming or that's me GoBotting the whatever they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a good sound effect. I'm going to agree with you because if I just clear my mind and I think back and I th- and I put my brain into packaging mode mm-hmm. and I go oh, back yeah. to the 80s and I go packaging, I think Transformers, solid color designs. I, you know, if I think Decepticon, there's going to be purple on there. Autobot, there's going to be red. There's going to be graph yeah, charts. Graphic, yep. There's going to be almost futuristic computer looking mm-hmm. packaging. And when I think GoBots, I do think fairly simple blister packs. Yes. So I think that this commenter has a point in that packaging kind of matters. Even the simpler Transformers that came in sort of standard blister packaging, like Bumblebee and yeah, that's what you would. Even then, I would say the packaging still had almost just the graphic design had almost a futuristic look to it. You know, grids. Yeah. There's gr- I remember there being grids. Grids. And yeah, I, I think you're right. The Transformers did have that marketing down a lot better than the GoBots. And the GoBots, this level of the GoBots were being compared to the entry level Transformers. All right. And I think there were a couple in my research. I think I came across that there were some like super GoBots. Yeah, like bigger ones. Bigger ones, but they just weren't, you know, GoBots were just more famous for the smaller, simple ones. You know, mm-hmm. the, I know the ones I had, I got from an aunt 
for Christmas, you know, that aunt that's just kind of guessing at what you like. And I, I like them. Yeah. And and again, it's the price point too, that for that aunt, it was a a decent price point for them to still make you happy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I remember I was happy as a kid when I got my go bots that I had. Absolutely. Delvin, go ahead and hit us with that third and final comment. I remember GoBots being extremely crappy compared to Transformers because almost all of the transformations depended on basically the vehicle and its standing upright, popping arms and legs out. Transformers actually transformed with designs that were much more complex and detailed. The vehicles rarely resemble the robot forms. That's all we got here on the Pit of Despair. Yeah, Pit of Despair wasn't a big fan of the GoBots, but... I bet Jared and Pat have a little bit more positivity to offer the situation, which coincidentally enough is why they're not allowed in the pit of despair. Okay. So I see what this guy is saying. And and I, I don't disagree. To, yeah. <laughs> I can disagree with it. Like he says, uh, for GoBots, it was a lot of basically take this car, stand it up, pull out his head and arms and mm-hmm. pop it. They up. were simpler. They were simpler. Listening to that comment. I look at it as, when we were kids buying a model, remember the model kits you could buy and there sure. were different levels. You had like level one. Yeah. Like a snap tight. And three. Yeah, exactly. So I look at it again, basing it off. You, you know, have that beginner, the novice, and then you, you know, you grow in your stages of buying transform forming. I'm going to, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Transformers. When you say transformers, you're categorizing something. Now it, it's a, a word that, can mean more than one thing. You think of a, a robot that transforms. Oh, that's a transformer. People look at Robotech and they go, oh, well, that's a transformer. Unless they really dig in, go deeper into Robotech to understand what it's all about, it can get categorized in the transformer concept. I, I see what you're saying. and Almost like they're comparing apples and oranges, but they're very put in the same vein because they mm-hmm. are vehicles that turn into robots. I think you're right. I think Transformers were designed to this last comments point more complex yes. for an older kid. Because, I mean, when I think about it, when I think back when I was playing with the GoBots, that would have been about 83, 84, and I didn't have any Transformers. I just had some GoBots. I got into Transformers 87, 86, on, okay. 87, 88. So, I, yeah, I do feel kind of like the main thing you've been talking about your sort of underlying point pat is i think the gobots are much better for a younger audience as that introduction and then you graduate to transformers mm-hmm. we often compare them because they were both of the 80s and they were both changing robots and if, if you do an honest comparison transformers are better they're better sure. but does that make gobots bad no not no at all. Not at- i definitely love the concepts of the gobots you know some of the vehicles that they had that could do something. You know, like you take leader one, it's cool looking vehicle. Yeah. You know, they were definitely cool. Well, good discussion around that. We made it out of the pit of despair. One of our easier journeys into the pit of despair. Mm-hmm. So I pass it back to you, sir. Well, you're right, Jared. We did it. We survived a dive into the internet. It was a bad, it was a bad, it was like going to the pool and you dip your foot in a little bit, and it's like, yes, look warm. This wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. And I think most of the time on Pit of Despair, we get arguments that I just think are unfair. I didn't think any of those were unfair. Yeah, no, definitely. So with that, that calls for some celebration. 
And we do that on the show in our most important segment called Gimme the Good Stuff. I want some good stuff. During the good stuff, Jared and I will each reveal our list of three things that we like about today's feature. So let's get cracking, Jared. The first thing that I'm going to bring to this is actually more of a factoid than a feeling, but the factoid kind of backs up my feeling. In my research on these GoBots, Pat, I discovered that while GoBots is kind of the butt of a joke, especially when compared to the Transformers, they were still a successful, a financially successful toy line. I learned that the year they came out going head to head with Transformers, Transformers ended up being like the number one or number two selling toy that year. But GoBots was like number six. They were a top 10 nationwide selling toy. And so when I saw that, I said, well, that's a good perspective. That almost tells the whole tale. Like Transformers is a little better and they're massively successful, but GoBots isn't bad and they weren't unsuccessful. I mean, we still talk about them. People remember them. Yeah, exactly. Um, And like I said, just trying to find negative comments on the internet was harder than you might think. Because I think people, you know, again, I think they just naturally get compared to Transformers. But again, they were the number six selling Mm -hmm. toy, I think, in 80. I want to say that was 83 or maybe 84. I think they came out in 82. So, yeah. Number six nationwide. Yeah. There's a lot of people who would kill to have that slot. So that's sort of my first thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, What about you, Pat? What kind of light you want to shine on? What you mentioned there, they did go for... I believe it was canceled in 87. Sounds right. From what the research that I did as well, too, uh, 87, they went so five years of, they just didn't come and go. They really stuck around. What I liked is you have different avenues. We have the toys, and we're trying to just talk about the toys, but it's a hard thing not to talk about when you compare it to Transformers as well, too. Both toys, you had the comic books, and then you had the cartoons. So and you even had, as I found out, there was a movie. The movie, yeah. I didn't know there was a GoBots movie until I did the research on this. <laughs> it was one that I'm like, oh yeah. There, when I saw that and, and doing the research, I'm like, oh yeah, there was a GoBots movie. And I'm trying to think, of, have I seen it, or was it just something I watched, you know, later on? But yeah, it's interesting that they both were very comparable to what it is. I completely agree. The next thing I'd like to toss in is simple and basic. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to thinking about the ones I had as a kid and ultimately were they fun and do I have a good memory of them? Yes, they were fun. Yes, I have a good memory of them. And the one thing, you know, this is, this is Posicast. I'm not trying to tear down Transformers, but Transformers beats GoBots down a lot in the comparisons. But the one thing I will say is I don't remember ever breaking a GoBot, whereas it's a little easier to break a Transformer than it is a GoBot, probably because GoBots are simpler, not as complex, but point in its favor, durability. Oh, that is definitely a good observation that you didn't break one. I'm going to go with the love that you mentioned for it. The nostalgic feel of it is something to be positive because there's people still talking about this out there. And if they would bring some of that back again. I'm sure if, if they had somebody that could re-put this stuff out there, there'd be people buying this stuff. Oh, yeah. Just Re-releases for... on the shelves at Walmart right now. People are yeah, fighting over much... He-Man's, Joe's, 
Yeah. From where I sit, Pat, I can see my collection of Boglin re-releases. Some of y'all aren't even going to remember Boglin, but they re-released them this year, and I bought one of each from the one of my childhood. Huh. So you're right. If they re-release and repackage GoBots now, guaranteed. I'd be buying it. I'd be buying it. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Excellent point. Ghostbusters figure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I just bought some of those, you know. So, yeah. Everything 80s nostalgia is hot right now. Yep. So they can really make a make a comeback at least off of the nostalgia of it. The last thing I'll bring up here, give me the good stuff, is something that probably, if you listen to the show, you know, a lot of the listeners to our network are, and I say this in the most complimentary way, super nerds. Because, you know, we're super nerds. We're talking about GoBots for the last half yeah. hour for him to say. <laughs> but if you didn't know this, GoBots were good enough to get absorbed. Oh, I was just, just still in my thing. <laughs> I was going to finish the thought, Pat. Go ahead. Jared was going to mention we both were doing some research. And so it tells you something that Hasbro picked up GoBots. Mm-hmm. So now they're into the Hasbro universe. Yep. And so they could be somewhat of a another planet that the Transformers could go to, or it's just you can combine that now. And as a kid, who didn't do it anyway? All you know? right. Yeah. I don't know if your research turned up the same things as, as mine, Pat, but I saw like in a recent Transformers comic book, they had one of the Transformers having sort of sort of gladiator style battle with an sure. unnamed robot that looked just like Psykill. Yeah. I think it yep. was Psykill. Like, yep. so Hasbro is like dipping their toe in like, hey, hey, we can what mix these think? universes. And yeah, you could totally mix them. Uh, like you said, we were doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was doing. It. I mean, you know, even with my Joes or my other figures, you know, it's it's a kid. Whatever you got is what you had, and you just made it a you big know, playground. Speaking of which, uh, when I was looking for negative comments for Pit of Despair, I saw a neat positive comment that I hadn't thought of. Oh, but he was basically like, GoBots were of that smaller scale mm-hmm. that was small enough to where they would interact with all your Hot Wheels play sets. Like if you had the big garage or all that, he's like, oh, you could make oh, the yeah, garage yeah. part of your play set. And I was oh, like, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we did that as kids. We sometimes mix toys to make a factor. So yeah, they definitely have their place. I'm glad you, you and I both kind of wanted to wind up with, hey, they're good enough for Hasbro. Hasbro yeah, owns oh, yeah. them now. Yeah, the only other kind of interesting things, if you came to this podcast looking for fun facts about GoBots, is just like Transformers, they were brought from Japan. Uh, what were they called over there? Do you remember Machine Robo? I think Machine Robo. Machine Robo, and then they brought over like Machine Man. And then they were Machine Man for a while. And then they renamed it GoBots. Which, fun fact, if a lot of the GoBots, if you look for the, the serial number stamp or model number stamp on your GoBot, It'll be MR something, something, something. Mm-hmm. And that's because they used to be called Machine Robo. So a little fun nerd trivia for you there. But yeah, Hasbro brought over what? Diaclone, I think was what it was called in Japan. Yeah. And turned it into Transformers. And then Tonka brought GoBots from Machine Robo or Machine Man. Which mm-hmm. is, it had a couple of different names, depending on where, where you grew up, I saw people in the comments saying, hey, I lived in Australia, and it was, I think, Machine Man there. Oh, I lived in Europe, and it was Machine Robo here, you know? Yeah. The wild times of the 80s, trying to keep up with all the, <laughs> all the names. I mean, shoot, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in England was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. You know, it's yeah. the wild times of the 80s. Anyway, I just want to toss that in to give me the good stuff. In case you tuned into the podcast, hoping for some nerd knowledge, there's a little bit I picked up along the way. Now to wrap up our final thoughts on this one, J. 
Jared, what's your final thoughts on GoBots? I'm going to go right back to where I kind of started on this episode. I think they're cool, cool enough to like, if I saw them in my art sales, I'm not passing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to huge smile on my face, give you a giant box of GoBots. I, I would love that. So my final thought is, is it an inferior toy to Transformers? Yes, but I like your input on this episode, Pat, that it's almost designed for the entry-level younger person. It's a gateway. So, yeah, inferior has a very negative connotation, but I think you're right. I think it was inferior almost by design. So hmm. I think that's a good place to leave my final thought. What about you? This brings back a lot of nostalgic for me of 80s. I'm not an 80s guy, so I, it really warms my heart to kind of re- look at some of this stuff again, but with a more fresher eye on it, like we said, I do believe that I would call this the gateway. It's not inferior at all. I think it's just another thing that can get you into robots. It's no different than getting a comic. You may not like this certain hero or whatever, but if it pulls you into the universe or the bigger universe of all transforming robots, then it's done its job. And can bring you in and just open up your mind and expand it and have some imagination and fun. Well said. Well said. Uh, it did put me in mind of something funny I found along in the research too, Pat, that I uh, think is worth bringing up before we before we kind of close out the show. I thought it was really funny. Just culturally speaking, both Transformers and GoBots, uh, known as Machine Man or Machine Robo in Japan. So Diaclone as Transform. Anyway, in yeah. Japan, they just release them. And they're like, here's some robot toys. And mm -hmm. it's American culture that says we need to be told how to play with them. So we need mm -hmm. a comic or a cartoon. Tell us who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, strength levels, you know, like you see yeah, in yeah, yeah. Transformers. Like, it's an interesting cultural thing that in Japan, kids are just like, robots that turn into things. Let's play. And in America, we're like, tell us how to play with these toys. It's just a weird cultural divide that I found in the research that I thought was amusing. <laughs> it is true. I mean, I think without the comics or without the cartoons, we wouldn't know really what to do. Yeah, it's a weird cultural thing. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's get into the segment I promised earlier. The one that can help you on your day-to-day -day life. Jazz at Jarrett's Positively Practical. All right, Pat, today's Positively Practical is going to be called Mark Your Boundaries. And before you get too excited, Pat, no, it doesn't mean you can pee on stuff. Mm, oh. Yes. If you want a little bit more of my years of experience in leadership and communications training, I certainly recommend you check out my more professional podcast called Leadership Tips with Jared, where I go into some of these topics, and they're all 10 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. um, so you're kind of getting a freebie of that here. Because we want to, and like we said in every episode, give you something that you can do in your life to make your life better. So let's talk about marking your boundaries. What does that mean? No, Pat can't. I know. Marking your boundaries. Okay. So let's say someone comes up to you and jokes with you about a topic that you don't think is funny or you find offensive or... They pick on you for something they think is fairly innocuous, but it, 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 it just really bugs you. We all have bugaboos, right? Okay. One of the natural human tendencies when someone does cross one of your 
boundaries is kind of hit back and hit back hard. Like, you know, get very aggressive and say, Hey, you know, I don't appreciate you talking that way. And it can lead to an argument. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you get older, you realize professionals don't have arguments. They have conversations. All right. So basically this is a way of keeping your emotions in check and being fair to the person who crossed one of your boundaries. And the point of it is if you don't explain your boundary, if you're not clear about your boundary, Holding someone accountable for crossing that boundary and, and just blowing up on them is kind of as much on you as it is on them and how you manage yourself in that moment. So, yes, when people cross some of your boundaries, it can be very emotional and you might want to get angry. But I encourage you to check yourself and say, ask yourself, have I explained this boundary to this person? Sure. Okay. And if you never have, that's the time for you to engage your rational mind, get out of emotional mind, get in a rational mind and say, hey, this comment you just made or something like that, that... It's one of my bugaboos. I find uh, offensive, disturbing. It just sets me off. I, I'd appreciate it if, if you don't do that again. You know, and you could be direct, but you don't have to be emotional. You don't have to be yelling or shouty. And, you know, if that person's worth their salt, then they'll be like, okay, my bad. They'll file that away. They'll remember it and they'll avoid that from then on. Now, are there people out there that if they know your boundaries and your buttons are pushed that they're going to aggressively push them? Probably. Okay. These are just people to avoid. You, nothing you can do about a person who's just basically a jerk. But if you have a good person in your life and you explain that boundary, the good chances are they're going to avoid it from then on. and You're going to have a stronger relationship. Now, if they do transgress again, now you do have a right to get a bit more angry and say, I still encourage you to control your emotions, but just start reevaluating. Is this person worth my time? I've explained this boundary and now they've transgressed it again. All right. That's when you ask yourself, is this person worth my time or do I need to phase them out of my life? So long story short. Maintain your emotions at all times. I know it's easy to say and hard to do, but when people cross those boundaries, give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't know they were crossing the boundary. And hopefully you can strengthen a, a relationship rather than dismiss one. Now, again, if they continue to cross, even after you've expressed this, that's where you might want to reevaluate the value of the relationship overall. But you owe it to folks to tell them where your boundaries are before you hold them accountable for those boundaries. That sounds like some practical good advice, Jaron. I hope so. I hope that helps some listener out there. Maybe salvage a few friendships. Burn bridges when you don't have to. Never a great idea. It's definitely. I really enjoy listening to these, uh, getting these reminders, not only listening to your other podcasts, but hearing it here again and just good things to work on. Definitely. We all could be worked on a little bit. Even me. I teach these classes. <laughs> to this day, Pat, I'm teaching these classes once a week and I preach this. And I got to practice it too. I got to remind mm -hmm. myself, you know, it's easy. It's easy when someone crosses one of your boundaries, don't want to oh, yeah. smack like, back. Yeah. Sometimes you got to remind yourself, okay, this person doesn't know this is a boundary for me. Let me express it. And nine times out of 10 makes things get better. Mm -hmm. So with that, let's give out some more positivity and show some love to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They get early access to special long box episodes, free raffle giveaways, Voting on show programming, so much more. They get, how much access do they get, Pat? Well, Jared, believe it or not, they get all the access. I mean, all the access. <laughs> all the access. Woo. Wow. Well, these are the folks who are reaping the benefits and giving so much appreciated support to the show and getting all that access. Helica Wolf, Ow. Auburn Elvis, Bill Bear, Blasted or Stash It, 
Braxton Underwood, Captain Entropy, Clinton Robinson, Dave Collins, the Battle Wagon, Battle Wagon, Gary Viola, Gene Hendricks, Gerald Green, Jason Keane, Jeremy L. Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Thomas, John Watson, Josh Strickland, Candace Ward, Kathy Bright, Cluck Trent, Maxwell Traver, Michael Wagner, Miranda W, P.D. Devins, Paul Hicks, Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, Rob Morgan, Ross Michelle, Ryan Daly, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbanski. Spidey 67. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Tony Pennington. And the Toronto Cop. As usual, if we miss somebody, that's our bad. You can always send us an email because, you know, we record these well in advance. So if you're recent edition, we'll add you. But hey, we don't want to miss anybody. So send us that email. If there's a problem, contact at longboxcrusade.com. If you're asking yourself, well, how do I get in this sweet, sweet club you've got there? Well, it's pretty easy. You go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade for as little as one buck a month. You get access to that Crusaders club. And that's, as I understand it, all the access. You're right, Jared. It is all of it. Come check it out. And as a reminder, if you want to weigh in on GoBots or any of the episodes of the past, you don't want to write the pesky emails because your fingers, they get tired. Mm. You can just call us. You can leave a voicemail at our Longbox Crusade voicemail box, which is 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. And you know what? I guess our last topic, Pat, wasn't controversial enough. We covered the Dark Tower, the movie, uh, starring mm-hmm. Idris Elba yeah. and Matthew McConaughey in the last episode. We got a few likes. We got a few retweets. We got a few shares. But nobody jumped in, in the comments. So I guess we picked mm. a vanilla topic that people uh, just didn't have any passionate opinions about. So no That's feedback okay. this episode of Dark Tower. I liked it. I liked it, too. <laughs> you know? But hey... <laughs> I was really surprised that we we you know, just put in the image of the poster up. I thought some King fans were just going to come in and start lighting up uh. the comments. But hey, whatevs. That's fine. But if you have comments for this one, well, we're going to tell you where you can find us. And that's where Pat comes in, I think. Well, with that, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of Pop Culture Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and so much more, come and check out the entire Lombox Crusade network. Jazzy Jared, where can they find all that? Well, Pat, as you know, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most podcatchers. You can go to www.longboxcrusade.com. You go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Longbox Crusade. We are in so many different places. And of course, as a reminder, 707-532-5269. Give us a call. Let us know what you think about this show or any of our shows. And good chance we'll use your voicemail on an upcoming episode. Back to you, Peppy Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. And if you'd like to chat with us online, I can be found at Christatos01. Jared, where can you be found? I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. If you're interested in checking out my book page sketches, www.theyardsaleartist.com. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Pop Culture Podcast. We look forward to chatting again with you soon. And remember, as the old Native American tale tells us, we each have two wolves that battle inside us. 
one positive and uplifting, and one negative and burdensome. Which one wins? The one that you feed. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it.